0: Hey, what's up, guys? Oh, I gotta put my shades on. Shoot! Oh, oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> hey, Happy Father's Day, everybody out there. By the way, that's yes, right. Hey. And also, Happy Birthday to Antonio Gates. By the way, the Goat. Woo! Uh, he he is the Goat. One of the best of all time. Still leads the NFL uh, for the tight end position. The amount of touchdowns that he's had in his career. Yes, stud. Sir. Yes, sir. But uh, we got a good show today, today, guys. Andrew should be coming in here a little bit short. Uh, shortly, uh, he's kind of a little bit behind, so we just decided to rip it and go. Yeah. So um, either which way, guys, let's get into it. Talk about training camp. Let's talk about some Charger news. Throw out your questions and everything. But let's get it. Let's Fort go. Let's,
1: let's go. go. Here we are. Here we yeah. are. Here we are. All right, but we out here. We out here. <laughs> actually, that's, up, Mark. That's, that's Mark. That's Mark Rebelay. He's a he does uh lives on Sundays now. It's pretty oh. dope, actually. Yeah.
0: Yeah, his stuff is funny, man. Like yeah. I, I used to watch it all the time on Sunday, his Sunday church stream or whatever it is. I don't yeah. know what it is, but that yep. guy just could throw things out so quickly and, and right? create beats and create like songs so quickly. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's
1: awesome, man. So just he just puts it out there, just like us. He yeah, just that's puts right. Puts it out there, man. Who We're cares? Yeah. Do it live. Do it live.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So Andrew should be coming on here pretty shortly. Kind of a conflict of schedules of things that all of a sudden came around. So we'll be we'll be just chatting. He'll probably jump on here at some point. But uh, since it is Sunday, um, I did have a, a meme that I saw that uh, I, I thought was kind of funny. Um, I shared it on my Facebook. I don't know if you guys didn't even follow me on Facebook or anything like oh, that, but yeah. I thought I thought that one was pretty funny. Here you go. Can the NFL season be here already? He looks like he's uh, praying for that dang season to start up. Shoot, I man. you know it's uh, I can't wait, man. I'm, I'm watching past <laughs> games right now, analyzing past games, where it went right, where it went wrong, and like, gosh, can it just get here sooner? I mean. Most people think that the season starts when, you know, like the first game of the season starts, I guess, yeah. you know, preseason obviously is kind of one thing, but I look at it training camp and we're almost a month out from that. Part. Yeah. So, right. Um, but it's exciting. I think Justin Herbert even dropped. I think they're going to be reporting on July 26th. So, yeah. um, so I'm assuming that same weekend will be when the training camp opens for the Chargers. I believe we will all be there. Um, so I cannot wait for that to happen, so yep,
1: yeah, it's gonna be great. You know, and, uh, and you're right. I think for us, I think training camp is like the start of the official season for us because, yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, we're, we're out here in. Uh, I mean, I live in L.A., so yep. like, I'm gonna be. I'm just gonna go to the training camp days and just hang out. You know,
0: yeah, just, oh. just hanging around. And it's just hanging around. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's the best. I mean, I yeah. don't know, man. Last year was a, it was a different level of being at the training camp. Um, yeah. It was awesome meeting people there. Awesome meeting all the individuals you know, from other podcasts to, you know, uh, the fandom and everything like that. All the all the crews and everything. I mean, it's just a whole new level, man. And I really hope that there's going to be a great turnout like it was last year for this year. And to be honest, we should all be pretty excited about this yeah. team this year. So, yeah, um, fun. I can't wait.
1: I can't. Yeah, I wait. I mean, yeah, and like I know, like last year was kind of a disappointment, you know, stuff like that because of how many injuries we had and, yeah. like, you know, bailing in the first round of the, in the playoffs and stuff. But like, look, bottom line is we have the exact same team as we had from last year. Pretty, pretty much like there's not much has changed. Um, yeah. We had, you know, we, there, there's some, some of our players have gone um, to other teams or whatever, but like, they weren't like the, like the, the ones that were major to the, to the excitement from last year. So, yeah, we we still have that freaking contending team, you know, like that yeah. the play, playoff contending team right now, and like, and we're on on a rise right now, so yeah, dude, yeah. like it,
0: we should be even, excited. Amen to that. I mean, the one thing is though too is that we kind of in a sense just ran it back with the same crew, but just added just some extra pieces too through the draft, right. so. Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa is back. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams is back. You know, Justin Herbert is hypothetically very healthy now at this point. Um, You're starting to have Kellen Moore as a new offensive coordinator. No more Joe Lombardi. Technically, if you think about it, we just kind of retooled things, ran it back with the same players, added QJ, Davis. We added, you know, uh, Diane, uh, Diane Diane Henley. I cannot talk for some reason we added a lot more guys to this team to just build more strength around our team and more depth all around so there's kind of a level of like hey it's not the flashy signings, spending all the crazy money like we did last year but this this season could be great it could be a very very good season so really my opinion we just got to stay healthy we got to stay healthy that's the big thing for us and every single dang year stay healthy stay healthy man and then uh, eric kendricks too that's a yep. great addition too. It was a huge I mean, addition, yeah. Another side of it too. So, mm-hmm. I I'm excited. I I'm I'm ready for this season, and I think it. The sky is the limit for this team. And and once again, we can't judge what 2022 teams that we're playing against this year are the same as 2023 season too. Right. Could be totally different for every team. Things yeah. change and things adjust and everything too. So,
1: well, uh, then that's, and that's that's the thing too. Is like I the Vikings kind of got decimated. Like they're yeah a lot of their players are gone, except for Justin Jefferson and Kirk cousins, seemingly yeah. like the, like they stayed, but then a lot of everything else just kind of shifted away. And I'm like, Oh, are the Vikings going to be that big of a contender this year? It's like, yeah, who like knows? They, that could be actually a very good game to go to. Cause like we could win yeah. and beat that game.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, that's the thing. Like we don't really know what it's going to be like for them this year. And that's could be for, for a lot of people. I mean, I keep hearing these little hype things about the Packers and, Right. Jordan Love is looking like a great quarterback, just as good as as uh, Aaron Rodgers. Like, all right, man, I think that's a little bit like excessive. Yeah, to that's, say that, that's a lot of hype there. That's a lot of hype. That's a lot of hype, dude. So, but that's I mean, not who my knows?
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, Kermit yeah. the Frog over here, dude. Got got the uh, the pinky out and everything. Well, that, that's, that's none, none of my, my business. business. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but either which way i'm excited about training camp that's when the season starts for me that's i think that really helps us for a podcast too we have tons of content to talk about yeah but for the moment uh training camp just finished up There's short mandatory uh training camp just ended um let's talk a little bit about training camp what are your guys' thoughts what are some things that you guys saw from training camp and highlights from training camp i know herbert is obviously the highlight to where he's out able to go out there and fully practice. Um, awesome to see him and see t- some of the throws that he made. I mean, he is slinging that ball slanging. There's mm-hmm.
1: multiple touches
0: about to be happening with that arm. Mm-hmm. Look at that all, golden arm right there.
1: All the touches, all, the, all
0: touches. the touches. And by the way, I know we've already talked about this, but even with his throwing angle right there from his arm in this picture, it's a little bit more vertical now that he's starting to throw a little yeah, bit higher up, bit is more good.
1: Yeah. And maybe it's, it's easier on to the floor. see how court. that goes yeah. for him.
0: Yeah. Throughout the season, that'd be great. I mean, once again, he batted a lot of, he got a lot of balls batted down at the line, which should not be happening with a quarterback his size. Yeah. And so these sidearm throws are great for situational, but not for every time.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and like, uh, the, the cool thing about like changing his throwing, um, position arm position or whatever like it could prevent a lot less uh batted passes for sure you know yep yeah because like you know obviously like, i don't know how many batted passes he had last year do we have that stat anywhere
0: um uh, pff, you know i didn't even look around for that but i swear yeah. it was at least seemed like a couple of them in a, in a game um, yeah especially after his injury too especially his rib injury <laughs> i should say yeah you know and obviously if anybody's had any rib injuries or anything in their time in their life it's it nags at your, oh yeah, motion, your your twisting of your your uh, torso, oh yeah, oh, like yeah. any little bit, man. Oh gosh, it just nags away. Yeah, oh, um, yeah.
1: It's, it's just it's just like a it's worse than like a back injury in a lot of ways, you know. Because yep. Yep. you know, like, like you realize how much your back is important after you get it hurt because you're like, oh, I can't like barely oh. move, you know, like I mean, a, but a ribs, like, you can barely talk, you can't even really like freaking. Oh yeah can't laugh you gotta be just like yeah you can't do anything you know it's like ah
0: yep yep well i could see that uh justin herbert uh he had about tied for the first in the league with josh allen at 12 and this was in beginning of november so if he was number one at some point um he probably ended probably close to the top five uh in batted passes from last year so It's not a good stat to have. And so I think that's one thing that Kellen Moore really did a good job. And I think actually Golden, Gold Teeth Poo Productions. Thanks for the comment, by the way, man. And yeah, I feel good about Kellen running this offense. Let's go. And I I agree, man. I mean, that's things that I like seeing that. Kellen Moore is even noticing little things like that of like, hey, you need to get a little bit more of a vertical upwards throwing motion versus these sidearm type throws. It's harming you. For these batted passes of the line doesn't make sense. Does not make sense that a guy at six 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 seven does not make sense yeah, to have that. Exactly That's a problem. So, yeah, exactly. Well, but, we, got
1: a, we we got a good comment here from Aether. Yeah. He yeah. Talking about about Herbert here actually. So he has bad news for us, baby. Oh no, Chargers fans about uh, about the Herbo deal. The N- NFLPA doesn't care about the bolts and Spanos. Herbert will get this bag. Uh, and the markets to force trade, if they they did it for Mahomes and Herbert too. Oof! so basically, what it, what it sounds like he's really saying is that the the NFLPA is forcing a massive deal for Herbert, where like they're uh, they're they're not going to accept anything less than fifty million a year probably for, for yeah. Herbert. And so yep. it's like yeah, and and of course that's why like we probably can't have a uh, was it. A friendly a team-friendly deal i guess yep. go with him so yep oy.
0: yep you know and the thing about it is like uh it, i'll say this justin herbert has done quite a bit records wise right. in the nfl and done a great job of of being a top quarterback at this point um now, when you start kind of looking at other quarterbacks that have signed deals like Lamar Jackson has a current average year of fifty two million dollars, Jalen Hurts, fifty one million, Aaron Rodgers fifty point two million, Russell Wilson forty nine million, Kyler Murray forty six million, Josh Allen at forty three million, Patrick Mahomes forty five, million, uh, Deshaun Watson forty six million. There's a lot of guys there that like Jalen Hurts has gotten to a Super Bowl, Aaron Rodgers has won a Super Bowl, Russell Wilson has gotten to the Super Bowl and I won know. one. Yeah. But you got Kylo Murray there at 46 is the top five total average per year deal. Um, where are you putting him at? Do you feel like he would be at the Aaron Rodgers $50 million, or would nice. he be at a Lamar Jackson 52 million? We'll be at a Jalen Hurts 51 million. Right. Like average per year deal. It's going to be interesting to see where it ends up going with him. And by the way, there was a lot of like fib out there, you know clickbait about him he's possibly going to do a hold in or whatnot justin herbert himself said hey as a quarterback i'm obligated to be with my team and work with my team and be there so i don't think he really is going to do that he loves football too much he has two years of contract with the team currently right now i don't think it's a stressor i think it'd be a stressor next year if he doesn't have a contract but i don't think it could be this year but i think it's all contingent on what joe burrow's contract looks like and they're going to probably correlate a little bit on what Justin Herbert's contract gets done, but maybe we'll get it done before camp, and it doesn't even become a, a topic of discussion because you don't want to sit there and screw us over at all for the season and not have Justin Herbert out there practicing. So yeah, yeah. Um, so we'll we'll see kind of what happens with the contract. Um, we'll see what happens here. So, um, but yeah. I'll say this: I love watching the highlights that Justin Herbert's doing in training camp. I mean, we have such a small scope of what we're looking at. But man, he is throwing some lasers. to to Williams, to Allen, you know, Pokey Wilson has been looking good too, man. He's been catching. When he's wearing 83, it reminds me of uh, Tyron Johnson too. Yeah. And like, it just gives me that like 2020 kind of feeling again, where I'm like, oh man, he's going to go deep, which basically that's kind of what was happening or at least that's what Kellen Moore, Quentin Johnston you know, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen—they're all saying he's just dropping bombs. They're going to be yeah. slinging it all over the field, and That's I right. can't wait.
2: What's so, up, guys? Can y'all hear me? Okay. Yeah, there we can Andrew. hear
0: you. There it is.
2: Awesome, awesome.
0: Sorry, go. guys. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. yeah well, I, I, real quick, I went to the chiropractor, and oh my god, they used me like a guinea pig. Like thirty more minutes, and I had no idea. Shot me with a bunch of lasers. Yeah. I'm like, oh, am I going to develop some superpowers here soon? Yeah, or dude? What's the situation? Have to be a Terminator, like, like, dude. I was yeah. like, oh, my God. I couldn't even believe it. I was literally for almost 40 <laughs> minutes. I did the math. I was like, what was in great. the hell? Anyhow. So, sorry about that, guys.
1: <laughs> That's funny. Well, I was going to say this, though, too, about uh, Justin Herbert. I mean, actually, I think in a lot of ways, like a quarterback needs to be paid more playing here in L.A. And, you know, just Rams yep. or uh, whatever. It's just because the cost of living, number one. And then, number two, because of taxes. Shoot. Yep. Like, yeah. I was just, like, thinking, like, half of his money is going to go to freaking, you know, to the <laughs> government anyways. So, yeah. like, hey, okay, so, like, all right, let's pay him 50 million because he's really only going to pocket, like, 25, which, yeah. like, absolutely sucks, you know, because, yeah. like, holy smokes, man. So, I don't know. Like, I mean, but, yeah, <laughs> Justin Herbert's going to be be good. I, I'm not really worried uh, that he's not going to be playing for the team yeah, uh, because... <laughs> he's got to be um he's got he's got to be here i mean like if they like honestly i feel like this too like i've seen a couple of memes or like people talking about it on twitter and stuff they're saying look if, if justin herbert can't get signed to the chargers half the fan base is going to leave as well yeah, so yeah. like we, we already ha- are are struggling to fill a stadium up itself yeah. so yeah that's not going to be good so yeah he ain't going to let a guy like that walk, yeah. Well, you
2: got to remember, too, though, guys. Like, and and Matt Money Smith talked about this, uh, Chargers Weekly, right? You got to remember, Joe Burrow was actually drafted before Justin Herbert, and he yep. hasn't been extended either. So, you have to remember, these agents are, um, look, they 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 got their egos as well, too. They're getting paid as well. So, they use these guys as like a you know, a chip for them to say, okay, cool. Well, Joe Burrow, he went to a Super Bowl. I got Justin Herbert more money. I, I'm that yeah. good of an agent, right? So there's a money aspect to it as well. And and a lot of it's out of their control as well.
1: Oh, okay. man, you're, you're, well, your camera's all wigging out here, bro. Yeah, that's kind of strange.
2: I'm not sure what happened there. It's kind of crazy. It's yeah. really weird. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, guys, but you, know, you guys can hear me okay?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can no, hear you no, good. Yeah. yeah.
2: Okay. But so so there's that money aspect of it as well. I mean, even Austin Eckler talked about it quite a bit, right? He He knows that 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 entire fan base i mean all the all the running backs are getting screwed right now in the nfl and yeah. it is what yeah. it is right so yeah, exactly. again so so and by the way i just have to say one thing and then i'll stop i get so annoyed with the media making <laughs> and overhyping all this stuff they were talking about justin herbert doing hold in thing i'm not sure if you guys already talked about that oh, i was setting no, up no
1: we haven't diet. yet but yeah
2: yeah and i and i sat there and i'm like man they, they it's it's annoying to me that they're like oh yeah are you are gonna hold in just like uh, derwin james did It would hurt the offense if it happened that way but again he's under contract for two more years i just don't see him doing that he's such a team player i just don't see him being that guy but who knows right you know i think it's going to boil down to joe burrow as soon as joe burrow hits i think you know we go but you know who knows you know are are they wanting a four-year contract three-year contract you know i don't know it's going to be really interesting to see
1: yeah
0: yeah yeah and that's the thing about like uh you know that whole austin eckler thing like and that's a whole nother topic it's just like media started blowing it up acting like he wasn't wanting to be there the guy basically wants to be there he even said before all this stuff happened hey i got one year obligation still with him i'm just going out there to go look around that's all it is and yeah the guy just was doing his due diligence just to make sure he's getting enough value for himself and he even said hey i'm appreciative that the chargers threw out some extra incentives to to, for me to play here right and he's like i they didn't need to do that but they did it and that's that's great to see and i think it does go back to Melvin Ingram when he ended up having his last year with the Chargers. They did something very similar to for him too. Yeah, they just gave him extra incentives and everything like that, kind of make him happy and everything, and move on right. from there. So, yeah, um, I thought it was interesting about Ather's comment there about the predictions for Burrow, for Burrow. Yep, and then I think it was I believe Burrow will, sec- will, will second, what? because he has the Super Bowl trip. So I think his prediction. Yep. Yep. Uh, six years, $322 million, $183 guarantee. Burrow have $342 192 guarantee. So I'm assuming the second one is for Burrow, uh, which puts them at about $68 million on average per year for that type of contract, which is blowing the, the, the actual market right now out of the water for quarterbacks. So I don't think they would do something like that. A six-year $322 million makes sense for Burrow. Um, I feel like Justin Herbert should probably be at the $50 million mark, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, $50 million makes sense to me. Yep.
0: Yeah, should yeah. be right at the $50 million mark. Uh, yep.
2: This is a really good little comment here. Uh, okay, uh, gold teeth. I don't know if you talked about this. Uh,
0: yep. Yeah.
2: You did. I'm going to yep. add one little caveat to it. You probably already did talk about it. Okay, so sorry, guys. Um, the one thing that I will say that I – okay, I watched the entire season. Over. You, you, have you seen the entire season yet, James? All last week, I watched
0: the I got to watch the Niner game and everything, too. So I, okay. I've skipped through some games, and I'm like, yeah, I'll pass that Jaguar <laughs> game early on. Nah, I'm good. I'm good. I yeah, watched no,
2: the no. Jaguar game, too. I watched, oh. I watched the playoff uh-huh. game, too. I mean, it was torturous. I'm telling you that much right now. But let me say this. With Kellen Moore, okay, they've been – so I listened to Rashawn Slater. I listened to Brand Staley. I listened to yeah. Justin Herbert. I listened to Mike Williams, you know, Austin Eckler. All of them kind of said the same thing about this man right here. He says – Essentially, they're keeping things simple. Yeah, but they're also making adjustments. Joe Lombardi—that's what made him so bad. He yeah. did not have a good game plan going into any game. Yeah, it, it would work occasionally. Sometimes we'd start out fast, then we'd start start out slow, but we never adjusted to what they were doing defensively against us. This man right here, Kellen Moore, is going to have a good game plan right out of the gate. We all know the first probably twenty plays are scripted, or at least ten plays are hundred percent scripted. It's yeah. You know, they're all scripted plays, but that's 100% coaching and that coach being ready for the defense. But secondarily from there, you just switch it up. All right. They're running five man fronts. They're running light boxes. They're running heavy boxes. Okay. Let's use GT counters, zone reads, you know, and, and that's where he is valuable. Joe Lombardi never did any of that. And he was never aggressively attacking what they did defensively and making those gaps easy. Again, Herbert had to be perfect every game to win because yeah. Joe Lombardi never helped him make his job easy. And that's right. my biggest frustration with Joe Lombardi. But Kellen Moore, man, he's gonna be great. He's gonna I'm excited, dude. I, I I can't I cannot wait. I just think he's gonna be so good. So great comment. I you know, just wanted I you think- to I wanted to throw that out there.
0: the one thing they also said about kellen moore is that he's going to simplify it but also keep it keep them confused on what we're guessing yes and so keep them guessing so kellen moore is going to create a lot of uh change in this offense and i'm looking so very much forward we talked a lot about you know some of the wide receivers already talked chatting about it and how we're going to throw the ball deep We're just going to be able to be that team that is to be honest very very deadly all around with the tools that they have on the offense much more (laughs) <laughs> than the Dallas Cowboys. We'll chat about that a little bit later on and some of those stats that we kind of grew up. Yeah. With, we kind of like talked on a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but I do want to kind of talk a little bit about the defense too. Um, yeah. We need to. Yep. You know, the defense, you know, Derwin James with his one handed pick versus Keenan Allen. I let me mean, if, let me see if I can pull that one up for us. That was a killer, killer catch. Apparently, Mark
1: Webb also. Oh, ah, my bad. Oh, no. Oh, my I'm my bad. Hey. Press the wrong button. <laughs> oh, lie. Hey, it,
2: it, it, this is uh, between two beards right here, guys. This is it. Oh, that's yeah, right. Exactly.
1: <laughs> hey, hey, hey. hey, we need to get you some peach fuzz going there, bro. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so, Sorry even about to that. say the defense, like, Michael Davis also is having a very strong camp, too, so far. So, that guy's looking good. And yep. contract year for him, too. So, I mean, we even saw an interview with him that he had with um, – uh, Terrell Owens was talking about kind of what he does and everything like that and where he has gone from BYU <laughs> as an undrafted guy and how he got yep. to this point. I mean, that's a feel-good story um, to where he's gotten to and crazy. He was a wide receiver basically converted to, to a cornerback and he's still figuring out the job right now and how to do be a quarterback. So, yeah. Um, Dan Hentley, you know, pick six in camp also. Um, I was even saying that is Kenneth Murray's job in trouble um, because Dan Henley starting to kind of like get bigger and better and everything too. So, I mean, that's a talking point in my opinion of where is Kenneth Murray going to have his job for most of the season? Could he lose his job to a younger guy? Um, I mean, we didn't pick up his fifth year contract for a reason, right?
2: Yeah. I think bottom line, Kenneth Murray has to prove something. Uh, Derwin James actually talked about that. Um, He said, yeah, we just leave that stuff. That's, that's the, that's the box conversation, but we leave that off the field, right? It's, Money will come, and he goes. Darwin James essentially said to Kenneth Murray, "Like, hey, look, man, it's, it's your opportunity to shine, and you got to go out and play and make it happen, yeah. and the money will come." So, it's a really good point. I, Deion Henley's a special player. I think that guy could be, uh, he, he's going to be a really good linebacker for a long time for us, yeah, for
0: sure. Oh, agreed, agreed. Yeah, I'm excited about him. I think he's got some really good things going on there. Yeah, like that's that pick right there. Give me that ball. <laughs> Number nice.
2: three, yep.
0: baby. Actually, I got I got his old jersey on right now, the 33. But, yep. Uh, yep. But, man, he, it's great to see. I mean, Derwin's one of those guys that just – man, he – yeah, best, best safety in the league. Yeah, best safety in the league. And actually, PFF even put that out there about some of our players who are some of our top, top players uh, in the league and how many guys that we have on PFF yep, right yep. now that are ranked extremely high and they actually put Derwin James as the number one safety in the league. Here you go. Yep. Um, you know, That's no, nice. no surprise. Justin Herbert, number five in the league. Eckler, number nine. You could say that, I guess I, cause mm-hmm. I, I still have a hard time of him saying he's really truly a running back Rashawn Slater at number nine. Yeah. yeah. I
1: mean, maybe,
0: yeah. I mean, he's, yeah. he's probably one of the best, like, Left tackles, in my opinion, not just because he's a charter, but he's an absolute stud and difference maker. Oh, he's, yeah, he's a uh, I feel like too, I yeah. feel like
1: the reason why they put him at nine is because you know, let's let's be honest. Sports fans kind of have a short term memory when mm-hmm. it comes to how good a player yep. is. Uh, you know, Slater, he he's definitely a Pro Bowl uh, offensive tackle. Oh, absolutely. 100%. And so, and so we'll, we'll we'll if he stays out there and stays healthy and stuff like that, he that's easily you know top three. You know. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. Absolutely, and that's the thing, like. J.C. Jackson last year was rated as a top cornerback in the league. You know, obviously he's injured now and he's trying to find his way back, which is, I think, a very, very good sign of him coming back this season and hopefully yeah, early in time. the season. Yeah, um, And him to come back as, you know, Mr. INT. So, um, I mean, that's another guy that's not on this list. But then you could even say Khalil Mack not being on that Khalil list Mack. for top 10 too. Yeah. Uh, right. But you have seen some lists where he is top 10 with Joey Bosa. Yep. too um so this team's got talent you know it, it, we talk about it year after year gotta stay healthy gotta, stay, gotta healthy. stay healthy and so hopefully that changes up this year hopefully we end up uh you know <laughs> hopefully we end up staying healthy because i think if we stay healthy the sky yeah. is the limit for this team absolutely sky is the limit for this team so um yeah
2: this is this is a good question by uh uh willie um gerald everett starting tight end yes he is a starting tight end for sure and um he will be by the way i think my camera's glitching out because i i got uh gamma rays check that out man i i must be developing oh, yeah, that's it, right now that is, no, that's
1: it. They, hit with,
2: they hit with these like crazy lasers i'm like okay dude am i gonna be the incredible hulk here pretty soon what's the deal
1: <laughs> <So>, yes <Yeah>, sir <laughs>
2: yeah so andrew my baby okay uh this is my question to be very honest if you're working for the ml uh NFL, and representative turbo are you going to make sure he gets money or tell him to take a cut man like, he's gonna get paid dude he's gonna yeah. get his money right yeah, again yeah. i really think it's only gonna boil down to their here's the thing it's not just herbert right it's also his agent right his agent's probably going to be well let's see let's see if um Burrell gets signed. Do you want to sign him before Burrell or do you want Burrell to get signed? And then we go after Burrell, right? Technically, you probably want to sign Herbert first and then Burrell because Burrell probably get paid more money. But the agent right. might want to wait for Burrell to get signed so he can get, try and get more money for Herbert. So, again, there's politics involved in this as well, too, folks. Right. So it's not just oh, yeah. a conversation around, you know, you know what they want, what they don't. Um, yeah. Hey, I'm gonna try and plug and unplug my, my uh, camera again one more time, hold on, hold on, right, sounds good. I'll right. drop off for two seconds here.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it is an interesting thing and a topic about, uh, you know, where this contract and when this contract will end up being signed. Um, but, you know, that's that's a crazy, crazy situation here. I did want to kind of bring up uh, Larry Castro, who's the starter for our D-line. I mean, it's gonna be Bash and it's yeah. going to be, um, you know, Austin Johnson. Morgan Fox. Yeah, I was just yeah. And then you know, those uh, are going to be the guys pretty much. Yep. And then obviously you've got Bosa, you got Bosa. so you got Mack as a as a weak side and a strong side linebacker too. So yep. pretty much those are our line guys. Um I don't think there's going to be any adjustment at all on that too. So no um,
1: no no. Nah. I mean, so, but I mean uh homeboy that we we talked a lot about um undrafted fella like uh Oh Jarrett Jarrett Davis. Jar Clark, yeah, I was yep. going to say Davis. I was like, yeah, is it not that? Um, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, he'll definitely uh, fill in when he needs to. Maybe be a rotational guy or something like that. You know, okay. get like a you know a snap here and there, like you know first down, second down, maybe I don't know something like that, yeah. but not well, that, the. Not well, the
2: he, he's down, a run stopping so. specialist. That's kind of his yep. gig. Yeah.
1: Right, he's he's right. a big So Now, I had a
2: thought about him the other day because <laughs> uh, remember when he went into camp, he he was a lot heavier at camp than I think a lot of people expected. Yeah. He showed up at he was probably 350 yeah and i think he was listed at 330 maybe Uh, and i thought about this a lot i thought you know you know what that's like that's like going to a job interview and showing up without a suit or (laughs) you know and because you're not putting your best foot forward right because you showed up heavy you know and you didn't perform well he actually didn't perform well his footwork was pretty bad and he had some 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 strong problems but Brandon silly did talk about the underactive free agents so he's like he he, in his last interview he said guys you're going to be really surprised with how great some of these underactive free agents are going to show i think gerard clark Mm -hmm. is one of them again aj finley i think is going to be good i think there's two cornerbacks or two defensive back spots that could be taken right um so i am again you you guys know the the ones i like um i did that video on it last week but um Mm -hmm. yeah i think our defense yeah, go ahead. I got some thoughts on the defense as well too, G. That's, that's
0: no, that's that's the second time we've heard that about our undrafted free agents. guys. Yeah, like yeah, Khalil, yeah. Khalil Mack talked about it too. I mean, there's a lot of hype going on with with you know these undrafted free agents. So it's exciting to be able to see that we're going to have more youth that we did not draft, but guys that we just signed for cheaper based contracts that could be difference makers. So I mean, even throw out Scott Matlock there too. Like, yeah, it's, it's interesting yes. to see where he ends up kind of going. I mean, he's going to take. You know souls so uh, let, let's go let's go <laughs> Yep.
2: so yeah. i will say this gtr man um i was thinking a lot about this as far as like the defense in the nfl is concerned again i watched all these games over and over again we pretty much run the same damn plays over and over again right yeah. it's not much different and defense is pretty much bend don't break it's too high safety well what does that mean two safeties usually deep now again i think derwin james should do a little more edge rushing because i cause he he gets the quarterback a lot like 30 yeah. over 30% of the time so if he blitzes he's you know usually getting at least some form of pressure on the quarterback so it really boils down to how are we going to uh switch things up and again we go back to Derek Ainsley we talked about him last week he said yeah we're not changing much I guess a good point right because the defense is pretty much the same the difference is staying healthy and executing that but I will say this I do think there's gonna be more rotation I could see more rotation. And I'll give you a good example Jasir Taylor and Asante Samuel. Jasir Taylor is probably a more physical corner than Asante Samuel's, better at the run. So maybe if the team thinks that they're going to get more running plays coming at us, they might use Jasir Taylor in the slot. Um, and then Asante Samuel will sit out if they're both healthy. Yeah. So they may do more rotational type things, or um, I, I just can see that happening a little more because, it, it, again, if you can rotate people correctly, Yep. you'll l- eliminate injuries as well. And I think that's a big thing that we didn't really do as well too. So,
0: you know, and just staying on this theme of rotational, uh, well, yep. actually Pablo, yep. at <laughs> yeah, go. Go. <laughs> by the way, my friend, Hey, have a good time out in Mammoth, dude. That's yeah. awesome. That they're even still I've been snowboarding times, yeah. in the middle of June, by the I'm way. I'm like, What? How's that's there still crazy. snow up there? Yeah. yeah. I mean, they got dumped on, they got dumped on dude. Um, but crazy to see that. So, but yeah, Pablo, um, Question for me. What do you think is more likely to have a bigger impact playing linebacker next to Kendricks, Henley or Murray? I think it's a rotational situation. Yeah. And I and I think that the leash is short for Murray, in my opinion. Um, we didn't pick up his fifth-year contract for a reason. Um, yeah. Henley is showing out, uh, at least from what we're briefly just seeing through a small scope. I think this is going to be a battle that's going to be tested quite a bit in training camp. So, I mean, obviously having a guy like Eric Kendricks, who's been in the league for a long time, high-level-based player, um, it's going to benefit both of them heavily. And you would hope having a guy that's going to be your rock with Eric um, and then having two guys trying to play next to him really elevates both of their games. So yeah. the hopes is is the competition level gets higher and higher and higher for both of those guys. And they can learn a lot from uh, Eric Kendricks. So that's that's, the, that's why you bring in guys like that.
2: Well, I think I think where you could use Deion Henley um, over like Murray, if you said, okay, let's say we're playing the Chiefs. Yeah. And you want to put him on Kelsey or put him on somebody uh, to do a little more specific coverage. Uh, that might be the, he might get more playing time on a game like that because he's better at that, you know, particular game plan. Um, so I, I could see that as well too. By the way, Morgan Fox, I think, man, he had such a great season. Nick Williams though. He is a straight mm. up beast. He is dog, dude. I'm telling you, no. I'm hi- I'm hyped on him as well, man. Here's here's the one thing I, I I will say. I had this other thought when I was watching the defense. We don't play nasty for the Chargers. We we, yeah. we kind of we're a little like finesse. Yeah. That's not the right word. Finessy. That's not even a word. That's <laughs> not even a word, guys. Um, again, superpowers are still developing. But here's the thing. I like we 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 kind of I don't know how the word is. We don't have that dog that's just like firing people up you know what i mean yeah, yeah. And we kind of need that and it's it's been frustrating for me to see because i was watching the games i'm like man we're just kind of out there to kind of going through the motions and it's like no we need some dude to step up and say you need to play nasty you need to hit that guy put him on the ground you know and 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 let people know if you're gonna run the ball you're gonna get punished right yep. you're, you're gonna get ho slapped don't make me <laughs> ball this you know what i mean <laughs>
0: Well, and, and the thing is, though, like I go back to like the I always go back to one of my favorite defenses for the Chargers in the mid 2000s. When you had basically like, you know, Lights Out, you had basically like uh Cromarty. You had basically like all these dudes out there. Jammer, Jammer. Yeah. Quentin Jammer. <laughs> I like, love Quentin Jammer. He was the best. Dude, yeah. just just guys that were out there just, dude, making it happen. Luis Castillo, you know, going out there. Igor Oshansky. Mm-hmm. like jamal, jamal the Wall, yeah, yeah jamal, dude, like, dude, jamal. Yeah, you had these guys and there were i remember being in the stadium at, at qualcomm and just having people chant you can't run on yeah. us like that and it's so like good dude and we were one of the best and actually we were some of the top defenses in this league and it's like we need to be able to get that swag back like yeah. to be honest yep. at this point we're, we're we would love to have a first you know, rated defense. But I think at this point we I'm content with just getting a top 20 run defense. Yeah, for sure. And then what, where, where we've been at for our past defense? Like we could just do that. That's great. That'll be massive change for our season all around. So I I'm looking forward to be able to seeing a very, very different type of defense this year. Once again, health is everything for this team. 100%. Health is everything yep, for this team. Yeah. So,
1: I, I hope that we can, we can shout uh, chant. You can't run, not yeah. we. We can't run because that—that <laughs> that was our chant basically last year. Like yeah. yeah. Like, you know, how many rushing yards did we get? Like a playoff game, I think like fifty, Dude, less awful. than fifty.
0: Awful. <laughs> yeah. That's we played terrifying. perfectly into the Jaguars' strengths. That's yeah. pretty much what it was, and yeah, we, 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 had we didn't in, in, Right to our weaknesses, basically. Yep. So, yep. yep. Uh,
2: you, you don't win like that in the NFL. And oh, I, I nope. think we were even lucky to have as many wins as we had with Joe Lombardi running on our offense. I mean, I just, it, Herbert, Herbert carried the team with, with yeah. fracture rip cartilages. And I mean, come on, dude, like, yeah, you're throwing the ball to Michael Bain. He's in the XFL right now, you know, yeah. and you yeah. know, yeah. Anyways. So this is a good question, by the way, a lot of people were really like pokey um, watch my undrafted free agent video. I don't know if you have seen that already Marcus, but I did talk about this quite a bit. I think, he needs to be a special teams guy. Maybe he maybe he's like a gunner. Yeah. Maybe think just Taylor might actually start playing defense more frequently. So they'll probably take him off special teams. Yeah. I mean, they could, who knows, right? Right. But yeah. if he comes out there and does well in special teams, then he can definitely get scooped up and, you know, maybe make the 53-man roster, be the deep threat guy. But you never know, right? It's going to boil down to special teams as well.
0: Well, and for him, yeah. It's all special teams for him. Any of these undrafted free agent guys are not saying, hey, I'm here to be the number one in whatever position that they're playing. Right. they are looking to find a way through special teams, punt returner, kick returner, yep. backup kind of guy, which I think Pokey would be a good position for that. Um, yep. Small guy, four or five kind of speed. Um, and he's been catching some high point balls in, in camp that are really exciting to see. You know, you gotta love seeing a guy like that that could just find a way to be able to use his speed, use his size. Find a way to be able to differentiate himself in this in this team or on this team somewhere or another. The thing about it is is Brandon Staley even talked about, it. he said, hey, look, like there's gonna be some tough cuts for us this Big year. Big time. Yep. And we can't go too heavy on the wide receiver position because right now we have about six guys that are like locks in the wide receiver position. We can't be a team that holds eight wide receivers or whatever it might be. Because that's taking up a lot of your roster spots. So, yeah. Pokey probably would be one of those guys that's kind of on the bubble. I think J- uh, Jalen Guyton has to find a way to be able to be show that he's healthy too. That's right. where the, the, it could get a little shaky for the wide receiver position. Because, I mean, you got to think, Williams, Allen, QJ, Davis, uh, Guyton, Palmer, like, that's six guys right there. <laughs>
2: well, no, and then you still got Everett, and then you got Austin Eckler, yeah. and then you got yeah. Donald Parham. Dude, right. they're, they're, it, that's a loaded room. And so, well, I mean, the tight end room is obviously different, but that's just yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. of people to distribute the ball to, man. You know what? And, and Pokey, dude, he's good. Now, here, now one thing I will say that I, I – and again, I didn't pick Pokey as a, a guy that can make the team just because the wide receiver room is so stacked. Yep. But he's a tall guy, man. He's like six foot, I believe. He's one – uh, i think he's almost 180 something like yeah. that so he, he's a bigger dude right and so look i think he'll be fine i think he'll yeah. be fine for sure right so um you know i think there's a lot to be said about him you know so again it's gonna boil down to camp now we all know the idea of the offense but that offense now is going to be created now and then camp starts up that's when we're going to really start seeing the offense and yeah Obviously, Kellen Moore's not going to tip his cap and show everything all at once, but he's building the offensive playbook a little deeper and wider, right? Because what he saw in minicamp and OTAs, right? So, okay, I like this. I like that. 12 personnel, 11 personnel. Um, one other thing I would say about Justin Herbert, I just had this thought. I, I wanted to, when we were prepping for this video, I wanted to, uh, I went, oh, there we go. I wanted, I wanted to say something about Justin Herbert. I want to see him take control of the offense more, right? And what I mean by that is let's say we run 12 personnel. And he could go up to the line. They know it's a blitz and it's a run play. He checks out of it and it makes it a pass play, right? That's not where he's at yet. I want to see Kellen Moore do that with Justin Herbert because then Justin Herbert can take more leadership of the entire offense. Of course, he is the leader now anyways. But my point is he can make that adjustment on the line. And I know Lombardi did a little bit with him last season. But I think the way Kellen Moore does it, it would make it easier for him to make that adjustment at the line. And it's aggressive to them because if they're showing blitz, then they're going to be caught. And then we're going to have space, could be some big plays, right? So I'm just really hoping he does more audibling and controlling the offense. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that as well, too, guys? I know it's a little bit of a bounce around, but I I (laughs) wanted to throw that out there because I forgot until now. You know,
0: and that's (laughs) the one thing that you would really hope. It was interesting that like with uh, Justin Herbert, and he's a young guy, remember? Like he's very young still, and he's still learning things uh, and doing it well. You would hope that Kellen Moore is going to give them, hey, look, here's, if you see this, you could audible into this. You could do this or that. Like, you could make choices according to what you see at the line. And you would hope that you're going to do that. I mean, Kellen Moore is a quarterback, has played in the NFL, has played at a high level at Boise State. Like, the guy has done a good job and has done phenomenal with less talent than we currently have on this team, by the way. So this year, he could have a massive, massive year. So my hopes is that, yes, Justin Herbert does find a way to really take the reins on this offense and really run it well. Like, I would love to be able to see a Peyton Manning kind of thing. And I remember Peyton Manning basically just kind of ran the offense. He was the system at that point.
1: He basically
0: was everything. It wasn't about whoever the offensive coordinator was. It was like, he was the system. He figured it out. He wanted to do this, that, and everything and ran everything. And I would love to see... Justin Herbert do something like that. I mean, it would be massive to have a guy like that. So, I don't, yeah. know Kyle. If you had any other questions or any comments on that,
1: uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, when it comes to, you know, how how things are going to work out, it's just I I have I have faith. You know that things are going to you know, turn out really well with them. Like, I'm not I'm not really trying to be nitpicky on this one. I think we kind of yeah. talked quite a bit about uh, Kellen Moore and Justin Herbert stuff. So. Well, we're pretty good, so. Yep. Cool, man. Yeah. I wanted to kind of
0: bring up Aether's comment here. Oh, actually, you got Zach Benson right there. Let's do that. Yeah, I was
2: just gonna say, I think we'll hit the playoffs, Um, Super Bowl. You never know, man. Like, you got to get hot at the right time. You got to stay healthy, and I think that's (laughs) what's tough. You know, that's. I mean, dude, that's. (laughs) We got to be peaking at the right time.
1: I I will say though, I, I think the uh, chances of us missing the playoffs are very slim this year. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So like, I, I would say, like, you know, going to the Super Bowl is the bigger uh, miss, Picture. I think, a you know, big, bigger okay. thing for me. Like, it's like if um, more likely is that we don't win the Super Bowl, I guess, if you want to answer that question correctly, I guess. Yeah. Because, yeah, because we'll definitely make the playoffs, but will we win the Super Bowl? Yeah. <sighs> Who knows? Who yeah. knows? You yeah. just need
0: a ticket to the show so you can try to yeah. get to the Super Bowl. Exactly. And that's that's exactly. it. It's, yeah. The playoffs are such a crap shoot. I mean, even to say last year, like, <laughs> I mean, I, I will probably have that memory burned in my mind till my grave of us just hanging out in downtown Phoenix, hanging out with yeah. the Bull Pride six of two guys and like. Hanging around. The, the literal excitement. It reminded me of like Star Wars when, when Luke Skywalker was fighting the, uh, what was it? He was in the cave at Jabba the huts What is the name? Big monster guy, the uh, Rancor. Okay, and, you know all the guys are like sitting there watching in, seeing uh. Luke Skywalker, and we're like, <laughs> they're like, woo, like all excited and everything, and then it just became like a depressing situation when he took out the Rancor, kind of. Yeah,
1: thing. it's like, oh. <laughs> and that's
0: kind of like what it all felt like. We were just in there cheering, I was doing high five and everybody to running around. We were just like great times, and. <laughs> It it got me thinking even, like, man, next week we're going to probably play the Chiefs. Dude, love to have a revenge game. Like, yep. we could have easily yep. got to the AFC, like, championship game, in my opinion. Yeah. We easily could have had that chance to get to that point. And it sucks. Yep. It sucks. Well, Last year we had great potential. Hopefully, and, and a lot of these players have been asked the question, hey, are you thinking about that Jaguar game mentally they seem out of it they're like hey that was last year we're on to next yeah, year let's drop it don't worry about let's it move drop on. it move on yeah kind of thing. so the but, hope is that it doesn't become a issue mentally at all
1: but uh that hype that you that we experienced with her is um minuscule in, in comparison to the guy who bet a million dollars at halftime that we were going to win that game <laughs> and oh, that's, that's, that's
0: what so shifted true. the stupid game betting ruins the game dude. i think betting right. ruins the game Dude. Yep, yeah.
2: Yep. Vegas probably called up and said, All right, you guys gotta wet the bed in the second half, man. What's yep. going on here?
0: Yep. Betting ruins the freaking game, dude. I mean, gosh, that was such a shift after that guy's bed. I hate that guy. I hate that guy. Whoever yeah. he was. I don't like Okay, him.
2: so uh James, <laughs> here's your question from Aether.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh so take charge of spans to school. We talked about the team structure. Everyone keeps saying we have a bad GM. He can't sign these players. Yes, if Spanish is willing to pay for the fee. But James, you go, my bro. So basically what he's talking about is salary cap. You know, some people are like, hey, let's go out and go sign DeAndre Hopkins. Now, once again, we have way too many wide receivers right now. Yeah, Yeah, having a talent like that would be awesome. But we just can't do that. All right. Oh, Dalvin Cook. Yeah, the dude wants $10.4 million, basically, a season. We can't do that. Nope. like salary cap restricts a team and it kind of evens out the playing field for all teams throughout the NFL versus like. Major League Baseball, where there's luxury taxes, but you could spend as much as you dang want, pretty much, at that point. Yeah. The NFL is structured differently. You only yeah. have a certain amount of money to spend, and that's what it is. And you have to just stay within your means. Yeah, you could pay above your salary cap, but you're basically going to get hit a lot of fees on doing that. Yeah, Spaniel for sure. To do that. And I don't think many teams will ever do that, by the way.
2: Yeah, this is a good point about Kendrick's, him, yeah, and Murray, yeah, he's got to step up, man, and and th- this is a good point by Marcus as well, Murray is a freak athlete, he really is, yeah. you know, but, but again, there's a mental part of this game, and he just, it hasn't clicked for him yet, and hopefully, Kendrick's will help him out, you know, and Kendrick's talked a little bit about that this last week as well, too. Well, um,
1: I'll say this, though, about yeah. Murray, I mean... So just like Michael Davis, like, you know, they both kind of struggled early on in their career because of some outside influences that were going on in their lives. Like, I think, uh, you know, Michael Michael Davis, Davis, yeah, yeah, he he talked about that, you know, got some girl pregnant, whatever. That was like really causing a whole lot of stress for him and stuff like that. But then Kenneth Kenneth Murray is like, I think his like brother died or something like that, you know, like, I mean, it was like not just died, but was murdered or something like that, you know? So it's like, yeah, that's going to really throw you off your game. Every which way, you know, one hundred percent, you know. So, um, so that's that's kind of where I kind of where I kind of feel for them. Like, I mean, it it sucks that that happened and stuff like that, you know. But I really, at the same time, like, you gotta still show up for work sometimes, you know. So yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And and you gotta be a true professional on the field, right? You know. Um, and again, I think free agents for me, it would be a safety. Actually, we talked about Jalen Guyton briefly. I, I read this uh, rumor that we would trade away Guyton to the Titans and get their safety Baird. Baird, I believe is his name. Yeah. Um, and for like a fourth round pick or a fifth round pick as well. And I'm like, you know, that's that would be I would take that in a heartbeat. We already got a wide receiver room that is just way overpacked right now anyways. So ship Guyton out. That would suck for Guyton. But, you know, we would get an amazing safety back there with Derwin James because Clearly, I don't think JT Woods is ready. I don't think Lowe is really the right guy either. I mean, I think yeah. Lowe is okay, but you know, he's not. You know, I don't think I don't think he's ready. You know, I, I just don't. I mean,
0: I don't know. We'll see. But I don't. know. What, what are your thoughts on that? I think I think Lowe is actually good. Um, I think he turned it on in the half uh, second half of the season. Um, I mean, I always go back to the play of when he batted that pass down from Tyree Kill to start out the uh, Miami Dolphin game. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think he's there. Um, I think he is going to be the dude that if you look at the run rate of way, the Chargers operate as a team, they generally have a lot of players waiting in the wings for a while. And then when it starts getting closer to the contract year, then they say, okay, well we got to get this guy some time on the field. And I think Alohi is going to be able to do a phenomenal job. And I know there's a lot of talks about JT woods too. I mean, JT woods seems like he's could be one of those guys that could get thrown out there and, and do something. Now, once again, they've even talked about his fundamentals. He's got the speed, but he can't tackle. Yeah. Um, they got to figure that out still. But I think Alohi's solid. Now, if they go after John Johnson and whatnot, that makes sense because you feel a little bit more comfortable about it. You have right. a guy who's relatively more proven and everything too. So, who knows? Who knows? But, I mean, we do have a little bit of spending cash to go out there. It just depends on what John Johnson wants. Yep. Yep. Yep, exactly.
2: Yep, exactly. And, Zach, that's a, that's a really good point, man. I mean, it's, it's one of those situations yep. where – you know, it, it, it affects you, man. I mean, you know, marriage problem. That's actually why I think a lot of times in the NFL, too, they probably have marriage counseling. They probably have all these different things that are there for yeah. families. And because, hey, you're you're an athlete, right? And, you know, you have a different life than normal human beings like you and I. Right. They yeah. Yeah. it's a different conversation for them. So it's a big situation. This, this is a good question by Marcus as well, too. I think the medical team that's daily um, botched JT in situation, I kind of. I don't disagree with you on that. I, it's It was kind of a weird, like, why did that happen right before the stinking season, man? Like, it just seems so strange to do that surgery. He was out and then they rushed him back. Didn't work out. It just seemed yeah. really strange to me that the way they handled that. And, and we don't know all the details on it, but oh my gosh, like what is going on? And, and, you know, and if you notice, they were actually using him as, you know, J.C. Jackson. He was just on an island. He was, all right, you're up against... Yeah. Awkward. One person just yeah. locked that guy down. Uh, I know against the Seahawks or the Seahawks, as we like to say, uh, he was locked up against. What's that guy's name? Um, oh my God, they're they're number one. Um, DK Metcalf? Yeah Metcalf. Metcalf. yeah, Metcalf. Yeah, he was yeah, he was, yeah. he was yeah. just locked up on him the whole time. There was chirping. Yeah. That's what he did. And and he looked okay. He looked fine. So I think that's how they use him this yeah. season. They're, they're just going to lock him up. You t- you take you that know, one guy and off the whole the
0: board. thing about that. The whole thing about that JC Jackson situation, though, you got to even also see what came from that. Like that whole last season about just medical team wise was an absolute mess. You know, like that's why they changed a lot of our medical staff, training staff, and everything now, too, because I think there's, they needed a guy who could communicate better um, and be smarter about our players. So I think that's why we're shifting around quite a bit. So, um, gonna throw this out of here willie so actually personally i'm gonna say segue into one of the other things that we wanted to chat about yeah. willie bowen yep i want to see more of us getting to the red zone uh as opposed to field goals yes that killed us last year and let's Absolutely. talk about that actually yeah so we already talked a little bit about kellen Moore. i mean i think we could talk about kellen Moore at a nauseam level if you wanted to um we did a whole breakdown of like what was the Dallas offense in 2022 versus the Chargers offense 2023 by quarter? So <laughs> we all know quarter three sucked for us in scoring touchdowns. Scoring in general. There it is. Was terrible. <laughs> like, so this is what I I broke down what the Cowboys were quarter one through quarter four in scoring on average and where they were ranked and also against the Chargers. So in quarter one Dallas Cowboys scored five point one points, five point one points, number seven in the league. Where was the Chargers? Number eighteen at three point nine points
1: in quarter one. Oh yeah, so that's good. awful. I think we only scored one. I think we only scored one or two first quarter touchdowns, and only one touchdown uh, was a opening play or opening drive touchdown or something like that score. Yeah.
0: You, you as an offensive coordinator come in the game with 25 set plays generally. Yeah. Maybe even more. If you can't execute to be able to have a good way to start out the game, like you're doing something wrong, dude. Like that's tough to watch, but Kellen Moore 5.1 points, which if you look 5.1 points versus 3.9 points, You realize how many close games that we've had in the last couple of years. That's a difference maker, right? Um, When you go to quarter two, this is where Chargers figure things out. I don't know what it is. Maybe they just drew up that, hey, let's just play quarter one as let's just stay in the game some type of level. Chargers were number two in the league at 11.3 points. Wow, crazy. So you kind of screw it up in the quarter one, but then you figure it out in quarter two. But consistency matters, in my opinion. Dallas was number nine yep. in the league at 7.9 points. So still over the top 10 mark. Now, going back to quarter one, we weren't ranked very well. We know what quarter three was, right? Like, yep. we, I, I could probably say there was like four touchdowns probably all year the Chargers scored in quarter three, probably. Probably very similar to that. So Dallas to quarter three, coming back after the half, Number five in the league at 6.1 points per third quarter. Chargers were 29th in the league at 2.9 points. So, your starting quarter, you suck. Your quarter three sucks. Like, and then quarter four, Chargers were 5.1 points in quarter four versus Dallas being number three in the league at 7.7 points per fourth quarter. Consistency matters. Yep. We were... Highly inconsistent all throughout every quarter last year. That's what Kellen Moore is going to bring to us is consistency. And plus, we already talked about it. The amount of talent for the Chargers versus the Cowboys is astronomical. Way more than the Dallas Cowboys ever had. So, yeah. That's exciting, guys. Like, this could be one of those record-breaking type offenses potentially this year for the Chargers. Like, I can't wait to watch that all around. But thoughts on that, guys? I know I went
1: on those stats and everything too. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Uh, so that's 100%. My, I was thinking about that a lot this week too. Is like, look, the fact is, the the teams that win Super Bowls are the teams that can convert red zones. Thousand percent, yep. you know, not just not just field goals, whatever like that, but they got that they got that 100%, you know, not 100%, but oh, above, I think, two out of three times, you know, so 67% of the time, they work every time. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, so they, they convert those those red zone situations into touchdowns, those four-point plays, yeah. essentially. And that was the one thing that, you know, that Joe Lombardi was terrible at, obviously, as we just yeah. talked about, you know, like, I mean, we can't score in the first quarter. We are we are absolutely abysmal in the third quarter, and then we couldn't close out games in the fourth quarter. It's like we were just like a second quarter team. Somehow, something worked in the second quarter, but it's like look, this, the game is an hour long. You got to play yeah. sixty minutes. You can't be playing just thirty minutes and call it a, call it a day. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. If, if, if the game ended at halftime for the Jags, then we would, we would have won obviously, but
0: (laughs) it would have been a blowout. It would have been a blowout.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But you know, we can't, I don't know, man. Like like, I, I'm excited to see what Kellen Moore is going to do for us because the Cowboys, you know, those are some great stats that the Cowboys uh, were able to do. So if, if we can get that result, like, man, I'm, 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 I'm jacked, baby. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think, um, and this is a good point, Pablo, right. You know, uh, Yeah, passing's awesome, but we also need to have the defense respect the run game. They did not respect our run game last season at all. That was the other thing I was really thought about with like Joe Lombardi is that he did a lot of gap schemes and he just always, there was always a guard pulling. There's always something kind of, you know, this and that. And man, they just, they didn't disguise anything well. Everyone knew what they were doing and it was just, it was stupid, right? So at least with Kellen Moore, I think he's going to at least run. An offense that's simple to run um, and easy to execute. I think that's really what they've talked about quite a bit. But yes, you're right. We need to be able to have, you know, extend extend drives, you know, and and use Austin Eckler correctly, right? Use some of these folks, you know, better, right? So, anyways, we yeah. really good to see.
0: And even to just say early on, from what you're hearing from off-season training camp and everything like that, um, just to go back to the question Willie basically said, or at least his comment that he said. Um. They are doing very, very well in the red zone so far. I think it was 7-for-7 seven seven with East Stick. I think it was somewhere Max was very similar to that. This is before Justin Herbert was running, basically, the odds back to camp. So I think that it's going to be a big, big difference. And once again, I, I'm a big fan of trying to get this team to be a 35-point-per-game type, type team. Um, outscore your opponent. Find our defense to be able to just do what they need to do to be able to find stops. So I think that's what the Chiefs are pretty much, and they're built as high-powered offense with a defense that's just good enough to be able to get the job done.
2: Yeah. Um, This is a good question by Willie, too. Um, Again, of course they are. But Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, the thing is, I think they're going to put people on a rotation. I think that's going to happen a lot more on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. I think they're going to rotate players a lot. One guy deep, one guy short. You know, and Allen will probably work the middle like he always does, you know, the the sort of midfield type of guy. Um, But I think the deep threats will be Williams and – lightning bug and and Q right I think that those are going to be the guys are going to go a little further and as far as like who's the number three wide receiver I don't really see it that way I just think it's it's really boils down to snaps how many times are you on the field what are you doing because again we have six good wide receivers right I mean you know and and Palmer one thing that you know when I interviewed him he said look we can all we all can eat there's gonna be plenty of snaps for all of us so and I, th- I think this man right here, Kellen Moore, will do a good job of distributing the ball, right? I think that's that's probably going to be one of the nice things about it as well, too.
0: So I'm, I'm excited to see that. What's funny to me is when we listed the wide receivers that we have on this team, I forgot about Davis. Like,
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> like another I don't guy. know why. It, everyone, yeah, Darius Davis. Yeah, I mean, dude, he's lightning bug, dude. I'm telling you, that guy's going to be a stud.
0: Yep. Yeah. He's quick. And he's going to be a great gimmicky kind of guy for this team. Like, yeah. I, it, it's going to be awesome to see him out there. I can't wait, man. Um, this is such a, a built team on the offensive side. I mean, it's five wide receiver sets. Is that possible? Can we do that? Can we? <laughs> like, I
1: mean, yeah. Those are Hail Mary plays right there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Go, but go, but, but, go. but
2: But the thing is, those they'll, they'll put people on a rotation, right? I mean, you don't yeah. have to have them all out on the field, right? You have Allen, no. maybe Lightning Bug, and then Q. And then Williams takes a breather for a player, too. By the way, Palmer, right. um, I think I think Brandon Taylor talked about him. He said, pretty much everyone's there. Um, but uh, I think Palmer had some sort of injury or he, was, he wasn't he was feeling well. There yeah. was something like that. It, so it, it's nothing concerning, right? We still have five more weeks before camp starts. But, you know, Palmer, yeah. I think, was there. Like, they even talked about Mike Williams. Oh, yeah, yeah when did you get here? He's been in the building the whole time working out. Yeah. He just hasn't been on the field throwing. Yeah. So, or catching balls. Right. So, yeah. and it was large because of his back and they just said, all right, you know, just take a breather. We don't need, I mean, you know, you, there's not a whole lot you need to know, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I have one other thought about the offense too. And I thought this was kind of interesting. Um, and this was partially why I like Helen Moore so much. And Austin Eckler talked about it. Herbert talked about it. And so did uh, Williams. They all three talked. Actually, Brandon said, talked about it is that, it's not, all the plays are the same. They're not anything different. What's different is how you utilize those plays and how you make those plays work for your team. And, all right, you're running this type of front. You're running, you know, too high safety. Well, what's your plays to beat those coverages? What's your plays to get something explosive? And that's what he's good at as well, too. So, again, the same general plays. Right. But putting, his job is to put, these players in the right position to win and win effectively that's where Lombardi yeah. was bad he was all about just okay beat the man in front of you well okay but Herbert you know anyways it's it, it was very remedial the way he handled it at least more will make it the, the make the play calling make sense and be more explosive in that regard yep
0: Absolutely. yeah for
1: sure
0: yeah yeah I'm excited for it i'm excited for it and see what it's all about you know i, I don't know if you guys wanted to be able to uh, chat just about one other thing i know i put up one other uh, oh, actually um no uh, one thing i kind of brought up was talking a little bit about brandon staley and just kind of like the rumors yep. that are going out there Yeah, you let's know, do and that. just talking that. about you know some of his kind of uh you know putting him on the hot seat per se and uh yep you know uh, you know I have a hard time with this one because, I mean, I think everybody, I think, to be honest, the fan base is kind of 50-50 on Brandon Staley. Um, I'm a big fan of Brandon Staley. I think Brandon Staley is a very good coach. I think he's a very intelligent coach. Even if you talk with Eric Kendricks, he talks about how smart the guy is and how he'll bring up plays from Eric Kendricks rookie year when he was on the Vikings and saying like, hey, that's what I want you to do basically in my defense. Like, I don't think there's without a shadow of doubt that this guy knows football. Um, I look at it as Chargers need a consistency of head coaches. And yeah. we've had a lot of inconsistency of head coaches for our last three coaches. Brandon Staley has had a winning season every single year. Yep. Do you just want a good, solid product on field? A, a coach that could get you to potentially get to the playoffs and then some. I, I personally say, yeah. And I think Brandon Staley is that guy, like, First year, nine and eight, got it. We lost to the Raiders. One of the best games I've ever will see in my life, probably, uh, well, until we win the Super Bowl. Uh, that will be the best game I've ever seen in my life. Um, but then, like, last season, the amount of injuries he went through. I mean, this team could have folded like a taco by that time. Like, but guess what? Brandon Staley found a way to be able to make this team work. He, he got some dudes off the street, put some fill some gaps through the defensive line, and made it work. And we got to the playoffs. Yes, I understand the outcome wasn't great, but at the same side, this is a first-time head coach. He's figuring things out. He's only in his third year, too, but he is a winning head coach, and that's what you want from a head coach. Yes, he'll make some stupid moves. I get it. All coaches do that, but I'm a big believer in Brandon Staley and what he's doing. I think he's creating a better culture for this team. I think all around just a better, better situation for Chargers as an organization, so... I'm just throwing it out there. I thought it was just kind of an interesting thing throwing out there with Kevin Stefanski, Ron Rivera, Josh McDaniels. McCarthy is an interesting one because that one I think is going to be contingent if Kellen Moore lights it up this season, and then Mike McCarthy sucks yeah. for the Dallas Cowboys. So, but, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you guys had any comments on that.
1: Um, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah no. I, I mean, I'm 100 percent on board with with Staley too, because like the truth is, yeah. I mean, you want a winning coach i mean yeah you want the winning record and like that's why you know the patriots haven't let um or not the patriots the steelers have not let mike tomlin go is because he is consistently winning you know and you want a head coach that gives your team the best chance to make the playoffs every year and you know brandon staley is doing that and so he's giving us that that chance to get there every single year but we still got to win those playoff games. So, you know, we yeah. still got to we still got to get all the way. And honestly, like a lot of people can can agree. I mean, I don't think this is not a very controversial statement, but the NFL is the hardest uh sport to win a championship in. And okay. the, the fact is, is that like 31 teams are disappointed every single year. Yep. And so, yep. yeah. And the bottom line is, it's like, look. Brandon Staley's doing everything he can to make this a winning organization, and like we can see that because the the moment he arrived, the culture changed, and so yeah. that's that we haven't seen that in a long time here. Like I think ever since maybe Marty Schottenheimer, like is yeah. it's like the last time yeah. I saw like some kind of cultural shift, you know? So I'm just excited for him. Like I I mean yes, I can see him being on the hot seat because this is now his his fourth year, I want to say third year, right? Third, third year, third year. Yeah, yeah. So, and and a lot of people are kind of getting frustrated with him because it's like, well, we'll just we just got to see, man. It's Like, we'll get there. Just we got to be a little bit more patient. So,
2: I think it's just kind of a funny comment by Aether. Uh, uh, I I think uh, the one guy that I think will do, I mean, Super Bowl would love that for sure. But um, yeah. uh, super hypothetical, I would say this: the the one person I think that could be really good for us is Thule. I do think, you know, I worry about Bosa and Max staying healthy and, and Rumpf is not shown a whole lot, but man, Thule, one thing that Khalil Max said, I think it was like three weeks ago, he said, hey, he's got really heavy hands. And what you mean by that is like, when he hits, he moves people, right? I don't know if you've seen his uh, cone drills and, oh my gosh, yeah. like that guy is just strong, just a brute. Yeah. So I, I guess my point is, I think that, I think he can have a very good season because I do believe he's one of those guys that really can be impactful, especially if we get it. I mean, please, no injuries. But, you know, if we do have an injury, most uh, Bosa or Mac is out for a little while and Thule has to step in and be the guy. Or they put him on a rotation. I still think we should rotate people in and out quite often. You know, running play, passing yep. plays, whatever. But I think they should still put those guys on rotations, in my opinion. So, yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah, it's interesting with that question Aether brought up about, you know, expect to be the MVP if the Chargers win the Super Bowl and everything, too. He put us QJ as his guy. You know, Asante Samuel Jr., to me, is one of those guys that has actually showed out for us in playoffs. I mean, what he did yeah. against the Jags. I mean, I could see Asante being the dude that gets a pick six to win the game or something like that for us. Yeah. So there's a lot of little things like that that, that, that would be incredible. And I, Man, I just cannot wait to see the Chargers win a Super Bowl and see it in my timeline of my life, that would be fantastic. (laughs) Yeah, that would be super nice. Yeah,
2: Yeah, and and Brian, like, I think our run defense was so bad. We had so many stinking injuries up and down the line. I mean, we had to go get David Moa from the Falcons practice squad, dude. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and he played. He played quite a bit, you know. And so, I mean, come on now. Like, man, you know, Tito was looking good. By the way. Austin Johnson looked really good when he was playing really good right and then really he got good. hurt and I was like damn man yeah. if that guy had just stayed healthy yeah. it would have been so much better uh and again you're right he had together last year too it's pretty bad yep
0: yeah, yeah um, okay. it's it's uh I think people need to be less hard on on Brandon Staley in my opinion I think he's doing very yeah. good things right now I think he's doing phenomenal things with this team all around so and really I think this year could be a whole oh, new well, height. And,
2: and, and on and on top of that, uh he's getting the Spanos to spend money, right? Yeah. The Spanos has yeah. never spent exactly. money. No, they don't and so, you know, that alone has a ton of value, right? Because, you know, what what does he say in the mask? Gotta gotta have some green to make a scene, right? You know, you, you don't spend money, you're not you're not gonna be a relevant team, you know. So so that's pretty huge. Um, well, why don't we wrap up here? I know that's about that time too as well. Um I know uh, maybe Kyle, you want to go first, James, and then may- I can wrap up. And then who's going to hit the button, by the way? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Kyle. The big red button? I'll press it. Kyle. Yeah, I'll, I'll press okay. it. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so yeah. when it comes to, I mean, the, the mini camp was great, honestly. Like, you know, uh, after all, all the OTAs and stuff like that, you know, we saw a lot of cool things happen. Um, you know, Quentin Johnson, like, he's going to shut up a lot of the, uh, um, the people about, like, you know, being worried about, you know, how the fact that he was catching with his body, like we clearly saw early on that he was catching with his hands. And I think a lot of the reason why he was catching with his body, to be honest, was because of, uh, you know, Max Dugan's throws were we're kind of positioned that way. Um, But, um, you know, Herbert's looking, looking like fire as always, you know, like it's his, his arm motion is uh, different. And I think that's going to be a huge help. I mean, you know, like we, we talked about how many balls he got batted and um, that's going to be pretty, pretty good to, to see the, that little shift. Like there, like James was saying, there's no way that someone who's six foot six should have any balls batted, you know. Yeah. But and, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm excited to see it. Like, you know, Kellen Moore is is he's changing our offense. And like, you know, if everything works out the way it's supposed to work out, every team's going to fear us. And that's gonna be that's gonna be thing. And that's one thing that Aether was saying, like you know, uh, he and I were chatting about, and like in my my long video that I'm sure nobody really watched about you know for predicting the entire uh, you know NFL uh, leagues like records. Um, He really thinks that we we'll lose our first game to Green Bay, which is like what week ten or something like that. You know, like we we can go undefeated all the way up to that point. And I'm like, it's very possible. Hey, so I'm I'm excited. You know, like like I said, like you know, like we we have every reason to still be excited about this team because it's the exact same as it was with a little bit of change from last year. So yeah. it's it's gonna be good, bros. It's gonna be good season.
0: Yeah,
2: I think Green Bay is gonna be horrible next year. Just saying. Yeah.
0: Go ahead, James. Agree. You know, I was gonna bring. Uh, Ether kind of brought up a kind of an interesting point. He said, "Week one highlight high." Line highlight, highlight. Head- headline yeah, headline. I can't, I can't talk today. Yeah. Um, Bolt's offense struggling, charges defense close the game out, Bolt survive 24 20. Think about what happened last year. Same thing, it was kind of week one always has jitters, you always have jitters all the time, and that's the one thing that you're probably going to have a little bit of a slower out the gate kind of situation with this team. Um, you know, Miami already has the same guys on. That they've had last year not a change of offensive coordinator same head coach they also do have a very good defensive coordinator too by the way so they've added a little bit more firepower so i could see something like that happen but basically the one thing i'm going to say about this is that trust the process trust this team of what it's happening and what they're doing what brandon staley's building what kella moore's bringing to this team what tom telesco is doing with this team trust the process I'm excited about this season. I actually, I feel almost somewhere or another a little bit more excited about this season versus last season, yeah. just because I think we have a little bit extra firepower to overpower other teams now, and I think we got a little bit better coaching staff and organization than last year. So, that's yeah. just my thoughts. I'm excited about it. Let's go. Let's go.
2: Let's go. <laughs> I agree, Larry. I, I don't. I don't see Green Bay doing much of anything this next year. So, uh, I'll give you my final thoughts. I know. Um, you know. Look, oh, by the way, uh, James and I were, and, and Kyle, we've been talking about, we want to do uh, a video on offense and defense. So I want to say the five things we need to do on the offense and the five things we need to do on defense. Would you guys like to see that video? Uh, give us some thoughts on that, um, that we need to change to go to the Super Bowl next year, because I, I want to break that down. So you guys think that's a good video idea? I want to do defense and offense separately because I think they're completely two separate things. But would you like to see us do a, a video on both of those? Uh, let us know in the um, uh, in in the the chat. But my, my general thoughts is this, guys. Like I, like I I honestly think it's exciting. Now, we're not going to get a whole lot of news um, at all because we got five weeks for pretty much nothing. Yeah. Um, but secondarily, I will say this: when we start talking about free agents, free agents will start signing now because they don't want to go to OTAs, they don't want to go to training camp, they don't want to go to yeah. mini camp, they want to go to camp, and camp is going to be in five weeks. So. This is where john johnson could get signed this is where you know um i mean all the free agents that are out there yeah. some of the edge rushers and such I mean, you know dalvin cook and whoever wow, so yeah that's where i think we could actually start seeing some signings so we'll of course report the news once it you know hits and drops it's you know, obviously what we do here but like bottom line folks i think our team is great all we have to do is stay healthy and for whatever damn reason we just cannot seem to stay healthy so my prediction is if we stay healthy this year but I think we do more of a rotation, and I think that's one of the things that is definitely going to happen with our new head training, head training group. And also, I do think Brandon Sally's learned a little bit more about that. Um, look, I think it's going to be great. Yep. And you're right. I think I think uh, our boy Kellen is going to be huge. He's, he's at Pretty least going to make it easier for Justin Herbert and this offense to be consistently successful. That's the difference. That's the big, big difference that I want to say. So,
0: yeah. Yep. I agree. I agree. Yep. Man, good show, guys. Good show. And, man, I, I can't I can't wait for the season all around, guys. It's yeah. just exciting to be able to think. It's just around the corner. Hopefully, we get some good news. Hopefully, we get some things to talk about. But uh, I think it's about prepping for 2023 at this point. For sure. We got for on sure. this team. So, I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's go. Let's get
1: it. Yeah. So, it's going to be good. The season starts for us in in July, the end of July, so about twenty-fifth. of the you know, that's gonna be a great time. It's gonna be good times. Can't wait.
0: Can't wait. So yep. Well, let's get it, boys. Let's get out of here. Once again, happy Father's Day to everybody out there. Absolutely. Um, appreciate all the support, loves, like, subscribe, sub. Appreciate all the support, guys. So we are the bolt bros, and let's get out of here. Bolt bros. Let's go. Let's go.
1: Let's go.